good morning welcome day 12 all right day so 12 genesis 45 to 48 um just really quick man like one of the things that you realize um i heard someone say that if whenever you teach the bible you're teaching someone how to read the bible um, right and so uh for us like man i think uh man like the the bible just points to jesus and we keep saying that over and over and you just see that in these stories and so yeah genesis 45 is like the climax um, right. This is the climax of the whole Joseph section. Section and yeah. yeah, John, what you see, man, in this passage? Yeah, so uh, so the very first thing is it's the climax of the section, and it's so good, right? All mm-hmm. of the Bible's so good, right. but there's certain parts that's like we just don't want to move past, and we know that we can't do it justice in eight minutes. So what you'll see on on the podcast feed, there's a um, extra credit that says. Mm-hmm getting past your past. And what that is, is it's a talk about forgiveness. This is one of the most incredible stories of forgiveness in the Bible. I mean, outside of Jesus Christ for giving us for our sins. But outside of that one that's a given, this right here is one of the most incredible stories of forgiveness. And one of the things that I know is that the longer that you live, uh, what you find is that the more people you have to forgive, right? Mm -hmm. So we really wanted to lay that one out to walk you through the ins and outs of this story, the process of uh, yeah. for, forgiveness. But one of the things that you see here is really just this confidence, right? Joseph is somebody that it's been burned and etched into him mm-hmm. that God was with him. God was with him. God made him fruitful in the land of affliction. God was with him. God had not left. He looked back at his story and said, wait a minute, God's been with me this whole time. So even though I've been in places that I wouldn't choose, I'm confident that God has been with me and it's been a part of his plan. So one of the key things is in Genesis 45, verses five, verse seven, and verse eight, he's constantly gonna say like, yo, God sent me. Mm. I know y'all think y'all were the masterminds behind this, but I've learned that you can't finagle your way into God's blessings, nor can you thwart it. And so he's like, God sent me, God sent me, God sent me. And it's this like confidence in the plan and power of God that enables him to be able to extend forgiveness to his brothers, right? We tend to think forgiveness of somebody is all about, all right, once I can finally stop rehearsing the the hurts that they've done to me, or once I can look past those hurts, but what we have is somebody who's able to forgive his brothers because he turns his eyes um, towards God. And as he looks to God, looks through the window of his providences at God, it affects the way that he deals with his brothers. And it's same, the same thing with us as we look at God through the window of his word. Uh, this is meant to have a practical uh, change on the way that we live our lives. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, guys, like, please take a look at that extra credit. Like, it is yeah. really good, and it really just, like, goes in detail, like, obviously with Genesis 45. Man, I, I want to pick back up where, where I left off. Like, um, when you're, you know, teaching the Bible, you're teaching people how to um, interpret the Bible. And so, uh, yeah, like, again, these these things point to Jesus, right? And so if, one, first off, like, we have to realize, like, God's in control, God's fingerprints. Remember, we said God's fingerprints are all over the story. If Joseph wouldn't have went to Egypt, God would not have been able to fulfill his promise to Abraham. Remember in Genesis 15, 
God says, yo, like your people are going to be in a land for 400 years and I promise to bring them out, right? Right. And so this is showing us how Israel got in Egypt. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so here, um, yeah, like God is trying to show them, how, show us how he brought his people out of oppression into the promised land. Right. And then not even that, man, like it's the fact that like, yo, like forgiveness saves them, right? And mm. that's the same thing with us, like Christ's forgiveness saves us right and then yeah. on top of that it's like yo like because jesus was rejected by his own people we're saved because mm. joseph was rejected by his own people right they were saved right, right. and so like yeah. over and over and over there's just so many so many more connections really quick i'm gonna run through a few more all right so joseph remember the text told us joseph was uh jacob's favorite son he was chosen by his father well, right. Jesus, when you go to the Gospel of John, he's going to say, I'm only doing what my father sent me to do. Right? <laughs> right, me to do. Right. So he's chosen from eternity right, by his father as the only son. Now, both were rejected by his brothers. <clears throat> we hit on that a little bit. Um, both were thrown into a pit to die. Jesus was thrown into the grave. Joseph right. was thrown into a pit. Initially, they wanted him to die mm. that way. right? And then mm. both are exalted in a foreign court. And so you see Jesus exalted in Rome, right? In the in the Roman court under Pontius Pilate with the crown. They crowned him with the crown of thorns. What they were really doing was um trying to mock him, but it was ironically in that way he would become king. And so right. Joseph comes to 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 prominence here in Egypt in a foreign mm. court. Both come and save the nation, even though they were rejected by the nation. Jesus comes to Israel, Jews, he comes to his brothers, and his brothers did not know him. Right. Um, but he saves his brothers, Israel. Joseph does the same thing. And then, man, it's just this this pattern, bro, of humiliation to exaltation, right? Like that's the pattern right. of redemption. I'll mention that over and over throughout the biblical storyline. It's like, yo, Jesus was humiliated. You read Philippians 2, right? He humbled himself to the point of death, even death on the cross. That's humiliation, right? right. But his res resurrection, right? We will confess every, his name is Lord because of his resurrection, because he raised from the grave. Joseph right. was humiliated and going yeah. to prison. And now he has been exalted by Amen. God. And and we see yeah. all of this coming to a head here in Genesis 45. Yeah. Ah, man, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> and man, yeah, you know, as the story goes on and on and on, right? It's continuing to point to Christ. And what we see in the life of Christ is that the people that miss him are the people that tend to forget the way that God chooses. And I know it seems like we're saying this every day, but that's because like it's the point that he's trying to get across, right? Think of mm. Genesis like your favorite song and your favorite song has a hook and yeah. they'll say the exact same words over and over and over and you may not know none of the verses, yeah. but you know that chorus, right? And so Genesis is constantly bringing up these same themes where you may not know everything that goes on in all of the verses, mm. but you know the chorus, right? So much so to the end. Uh, Joseph is going to bring his two sons to Jacob to get blessed. Manasseh and Ephraim. Or Joseph is going to bring his two sons to Jacob to get blessed. Manasseh and Ephraim. Manasseh is the firstborn. He puts him next to Joseph's right hand, the hand of power. Ephraim is his next one. He puts him next to his left hand. He says, yo, dad, bless him. Well, Joseph Chris crosses his hand, mm. right? and it seems odd and obscure, but he puts his right hand on the second born and blesses him and his left hand uh, on the first born. 
Joseph sees this and he's like, yo, dad, you made a mistake. You chose the wrong one. Mm. And Jacob's <laughs> like, yo, if you only knew, yeah. Mm. No, I chose who I chose. And yeah, son, God never chooses the wrong one. And yeah, like we can tend to feel that same way. Like, God, why me? Why would you choose me? Or mm. God would never choose anybody like me. And it's a, that's, if you're, if you ever think of yourself as a least likely candidate, uh, like there's no way that God would love somebody like me or choose somebody like me. Uh, the testimony of Genesis and the rest of the Bible is that God only chooses people like you who feel unworthy. Amen. Amen.